when I got to the place where it was time to start researching the libraries and stuff, I already had music ready. So that was the easy part for me. The the hard part was really doing the research on the libraries and, yeah. and finding libraries that really catered to the style of music that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really, that was the, the biggest issue for me because, you know, I mean, that list had, what, like 300 libraries on it or or more. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo, what's good, people? Welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing, music business, and music production. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content. So we are back. We are not back for a live song review this Friday, but it's still going to be dope because we're here. We're doing like a live Q&A, chop it up with um, with my guy, Walt. Um so it should be pretty dope. But as always, if you guys have questions, make sure you drop the questions in the chat. And as people are coming in, just let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do. And um, we're going to get this this joint started. Um, I'm super excited, man. I know um, I, I chopped it up with my guy, Watt, uh, a couple years back, if I'm not mistaken, um, when he first got the course. And I think we did like a... Um, I think we did a consultation too, but um, yeah, so he kind of started this whole journey on, on the road to 10 placements and um, he's seeing some success. So uh, we definitely want to kind of dig into that and, and see what, what he's been up to. Shout out to Viet Guy 03 from Houston, Texas. Good to see you, bro. Uh, Logic Sounds, what's good? Good to see you again. Ola, what's up? Jay Soul, what's good? Marlon in the building, what's up? We got Trenton, New Jersey. That's what's up, man. Good to see you guys. Hopefully, you guys had a good week, a productive week. Um, yeah, it's Friday, so we made it through it, which is which is dope, right? So <clears throat> let me get my uh, let me get the home the homie in here. Let's see if I can add him. Yo, Walt, can you hear me, bro? Yo, Clint, what's up, bro? I can hear you. Can you? Yo, hear me? yo, yep, I can hear you, man. How's everything? Good, bro. How about yourself, man? Good, good, man. Just, uh, hey, it's, it's Friday. You know, had a good week, productive week. And, um, you know, seeing, seeing people post about placements and stuff is always a good thing. And I, I know you got something to, to share with us. So I guess, man, let's start off. Tell the people about yourself, what you do, um, you know, how long you've been, you know, producing music and things like that. Sure. Uh, so uh, my name is Walt Woods. Um I'm a music producer, uh, sync composer, film composer out of uh, Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Um, I've been producing music now for almost 20 years. Um, I uh, started out um, very young at uh, age two playing drums. That was my first love. Um, played that all throughout, uh, you know, uh, elementary, middle school and band. Um, you know, I felt like, hey, I wanted to do something else. Um, I started dabbling into other instruments, um, you know, trombones, uh, trumpets, saxophone, uh, piano, guitar, everything. So basically throughout my, uh, you know, tenure of life, man, I played uh, eight different instruments and, you know, not wow. just, uh, just you know, dabbing on, but actually being able to play those instruments. Um, you know, uh, I've uh, 
went to college, studied classical and jazz piano. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, piano is my my love now. So, you know, that's my main instrument that I use now um, when I'm doing my production work and everything. Um, I was a uh, minister of music for, you know, eight years um, for uh, my uh, my wife's family's uh, church. And uh, that brought me a lot of opportunities to uh, play with some amazing, you know, musicians and, and artists over the years um even got to play with some uh pretty you know well-known pastors at one point as well too so um wow. you know my music you know career it's, it's really been good man but um here recently in the last couple of years it's really you know god has elevated me to you know another level and has given me the opportunity in sync man so um i'm just uh you know grateful for it and, and taking it and you know taking it for all i can get from it uh right now man Hey, that's super dope, man. Um, man, that's that's a rich musical background. And I I remember when I first heard your music, I could you can always tell when, when people are musicians just because of how things are kind of structured, how the bass line relates to the chords and the progressions and things like that. So you can always hear it. Um, especially being a, a musician myself and it, I actually started on drums too. So it's funny, man. I feel like a lot that's like a starting point for a lot of musicians um is the drums especially if you if you grew up in church i just feel like that's like that's like the, the yeah, starting point like <laughs> yeah Absolutely. um yeah because for me it was like drums and then my parents they were trying to get me to to play keys in oregon but i didn't really want to and then they got a keyboard and i was like oh, okay maybe <laughs> um so then I, I got in the keys you know later on um in high school and then um I don't know, with playing keys and, and realizing how big of a role the bass plays, I started getting interested in the bass, and then I started kind of picking yeah. that up. Um, so that's super dope, man. Um, wow. So that's a lot of different instruments. I'm, I'm curious, do you do you ever, do you record a lot of like live instrumentation on some of the cues that you work on, or you just... So at the moment, I do not. Um, okay. I want to, you know, eventually do that. So... Um, <clears throat> You know, I want to start adding the live drums in there because, uh, you know, I want to start uh, venturing over into more of that, you know, the indie pop, you know, the rock space and and really start creating music, you know, uh, for for uh, sync, you know, in those genres as well. And, you know, being someone that has come from that live instrumentation background, you know, I want to utilize that and not just do everything, you know, electronic, which electronic is cool, but, you know, I still want to be able to use those those gifts and talents that I've had from the live industry side too. So, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that in the near future um, here for sure. Yeah, dope stuff, dope stuff. What's up, Legacy Beats, Money Up Records? I see you guys. Ant Groove, what's up? Um, I know Viet, Viet guy had a question. He was wondering what what basic um, equipment would you recommend what, um, to newcomers into the industry? Software, mic, etc. Like, what do you feel is kind of like essential um, when when creating music in, in today's environment? Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. Um, recently, I had the opportunity to uh, uh, work with some uh, artists um, that, you know, seek me out for uh, some mixing and mastering services. And um, they didn't have the proper equipment, you know, um, to really, you know, put out a, a proper song. And, uh, you know, I you know had a conversation with him and said, hey, you know, there's options out here for you where it doesn't you don't have to break the bank and you can have, a you know, a decent sound. Right. Um, so, you know, I sent them to uh, 
two two uh, places, which is sounds.com and American Musical Supply, because you can actually go there and they have recording packages, you know, based on, excuse me, uh, different budgets. So it could be anywhere from like 300, 400, 500 bucks. And, you know, that package can come with the doll, you know, the microphone, you know, some studio monitors with headphones, everything. So, yeah. you know, you, you get everything that you need to get started. But, you know, really, all you need really to, to really get started, get you a good interface, you know, whether it's a focus right, you know, don't don't try to break the bank, you know, yeah. if you're really starting out in this. Um, you know, I, I've been down that road. I've, you know, spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on gear and, and sometimes, man, you just, you know, end up upgrading later, you know. So it's better to, you know, get something, you know, to start with that's good quality. Like I said, get one of those packages from either Zounds or American Musical Supply and, um, you know, set it up, you know, read through the manuals or get on YouTube because there's so many tutorials out here that can teach you how to use this gear you know, in the software, you know, and just learn the ins and outs of it and, and just really start going into it. So, um, yeah, you know, you know, it's, the thing is to invest, you know, you want to invest in yourself. Um, if you don't invest in yourself, I don't think the chances of you really being able to get to where you want to are, mm -hmm. are going to be as, you know, as high as you would think it would be um, if you don't invest. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say definitely start start there, look at those uh, packages by Focusrite. PreSonus has, uh, you know, recording packages that are dope. And, uh, you know, I, I back PreSonus. I don't have a, a sponsorship with them or anything, but I love their gear. I love their their uh, doll software. It's just so easy to use. It's, to me, because I'm a PC guy, it's like, I'm biased. It's, it's like the best overall out there, you know, on the PC, yeah. you know, platform. And, um, I definitely recommend their stuff for sure. Yeah, I um, cause that's a uh, that's Studio One, right? Presonus makes Studio yep, One. Studio One, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I used Studio One for for a, a a while, um, a few years ago, and honestly, yeah, like if if I was using a PC, it w I would probably be using Studio One, cause it was as far as like the workflow and just some of the features that it has, um, I feel like that was like the closest thing I could get to using like Logic or something like that. Like it was. It was really, it was really dope to use. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. Like, don't get stuck and caught up and try and get the, you know, the most expensive stuff. Start with with wherever you are, and then just kind of grow from there, man. This yeah. stuff changes all the time. Um, I know I was using, I was using all the plugins like out the box and Logic for a while, man. And it, honestly, they yeah. make pretty solid, you know, solid plugins um, just right out the box without having to spend, you know, at that time. I think this was before Waves kind of adopted you know the lower price plugins and selling them individually you know back then those those bundles were like hundreds and thousands of dollars yeah um, man so <laughs> yeah crazy stuff man um but yeah man so okay so let's let's go back man I'm, I'm curious about about your story about your journey um and you know just getting started in sync so I know we were talking earlier. You said it. You know, it was what two going on three years ago when you you first got the the road to ten placements course. So, how did yeah, you find yeah. me? How did you get interested? Or like, what 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 happened that you know made you pull the trigger on trying to you know try yeah. start getting TV placements and stuff? Yes. So let me take you back a, a little bit further, just just real quickly. So, 
um, I think when reality TV started really taking off big, um, was it the, the late 2000s or early 20 teens? Um, you know, I would start seeing, uh, I think it was like a Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I would hear the music that was playing in the background. And I'm like, man, this is dope. And it's like, this is music that I create now for artists. And, you know, I wanted to like figure out how to really get my music you know, into those TV shows or into movies and things like that. But at the time, there really was not a lot of information out there at all to really, you know, figure it out. Like I was looking for stuff on like how to get music into video games and everything. And like Google just wasn't really putting up a lot of results. So uh, uh, DIY music, you know, Greg, um, I ran into a video he had back around like 2013. And he was talking about sync licensing and, uh, you know, libraries, you know, music libraries and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I saved that into my, you know, in my folder. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go back and check this out later. You know, life happened, you know, going to college, you know, having a family and everything, you know, it's like, okay, look, you know, let's, let's focus on that career. Let's get that bag. And then we'll come back to this later, you know? So, um, I was at work, you know, a few years later, you know, I'm at work and, uh, one of my, uh, you know, former colleagues, uh, he came up to me. He was like, yo, um, I got a buddy, man, that, you know, has music that's been on TV. So I have forgot about it for, you know, maybe like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he brought that up to me, I was like, yo, I just remember, like, I saved a video from years ago about this. And, you know, I was going to, you know, look into it some more. So um, this was the end of 2018. You know, so 2019 rolls around and, like, bro, I promise you, I'm just sitting on YouTube one day and all of a sudden uh, this recommendation came up and it was your, your video on how you landed your uh, placement on Fox Sports. Okay. And that's that's what started it for me, you know. So I, I went through and I watched wow. that video and was listening to you talk about it. And then there was a uh, there was a link in the, in the description to your uh, Road to 10 Placements uh, program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the time I was like, okay. It's like, yo, you know, this guy, he seems legit, man. You know, I get good vibes about him. You know, I was like, all right. So, you know, I go talk to my wife real quick. I said, hey, you know, I want to, you know, pursue this sync licensing. You know, um, I really believe I can do this. You know, hey, it's it's going to be an investment, you know, and I want to make this investment. And, you know, husband and wife, you know, you try to make sure that you're on the same page when it gotta, comes to your client. You got to talk to the wife, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like, uh, you know are you okay with you said, babe, go ahead, do your thing. You know, I, I made that investment, you know, uh, shoot. Okay. I got the course. I went through the course like six times, man. And, uh, that course is put together so well, like it was just easy to go from one thing to the other, man, and Mm -hmm. really start understanding it. And, you know, I didn't realize the structure, the structure was like, it's, it's not really, hard to do it's just really taking the time to really listen and and understand how you're supposed to restructure that music mm-hmm. and uh you know once i figured out how to structure it you know i was like okay let me go back to clint's uh web page let me see if he has uh you know something else that i can invest in to to help me to you know make sure that i'm on the the right path so then i found the uh the music consultation uh link so was like okay i go back to wife hey 
there's another thing I want to invest in. Like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing this right because, you know, I, I believe in myself. I, I really believe I can do this. Mm-hmm. She said, go ahead, babe. Do your thing. Hey, I pull out that credit card. Choo, choo. Get it in there. <laughs> so, um, hey, I set it up. And uh, I think we were chatting. I had just came to Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm only, you know, two years in the Instagram, really. I, and I still really use it that well, you know. So um, we were chatting. I think we were chatting back and forth from Instagram or either or email or something. And it was like, wait a minute. Hey, let's go over to uh, Instagram and chat because it would be a lot easier. So, yeah. you know, we set up time. You know, I sent in the three tracks for you to review. And uh, we got on a call like that next weekend. And, uh, you know, um, you just gave me, you know, the straight up on what it was, man. And, uh, you know, once I found out that the structure was good, I knew the mixing and the mastering. Hey, I'll go back and fix that. That, you know, that's the problem there, you know. So uh, my main thing was, okay, is this structure good? Is this structure is good? And I have this down pat, then I everything else man it's 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 you know smooth sailing from there and um you know once you told me that it was like okay got it so from that moment forth man like i just started going in going in i was i what i would do is i would create albums so i would create r&b albums you know i would create a hip-hop you know trap um pop and uh even started on like country yeah and i would just save that stuff up you know so when I got to the place where it was time to start researching the libraries and stuff, I already had music ready. So that was the easy part for me. The The hard part was really doing the research on the libraries and, yeah. and finding libraries that really catered to the style of music that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really, that was the, the biggest issue for me because, you know, I mean, that list had what, like 300 libraries on it or, or more. Mm-hmm. And it's that's a lot, man, to, to really go through. And, you know, so I had to start breaking it down by system. So, you know, I'll, I'll take 50 here. And then, you know, the cool thing about the spreadsheet you had set up is that a lot of those uh, libraries, you had the actual link where you could just click in the spreadsheet and it would take you directly there. Mm-hmm. And you could just research them at that time. And, uh, you know, I was going through doing it. And, you know, I would shortlist some libraries. So that list of 50 may go down to 25 and then mm-hmm. from that 25 then i'll break it down to like a 15 or 10 yeah. you know to to try to find the ones that really fit for what i was doing yeah. and uh you know it, you know it was a lot of trial and error along the way Absolutely. um you know I, I reached out to a lot of them and uh i i had more no's than i had yeses you know yep. I, I would probably say Honestly, you know, I probably had like 40 no's before I had the first yes. And a lot of it, you know, they would come back and, you know, they would give feedback and, you know, they would say, hey, um, the music is good, but we don't have, you know, our clientele or clients aren't looking for, you know, this type of music or it just doesn't fit what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hmm, okay, so where i was wrong um where with my research is that i i was looking and i would just go look at the the music playlist that the libraries have because a lot of them have those uh playlists that you can go in search by their genres and and see what they have and see if it's something that you know they have that is you know equal to what you do right um and i was just doing that and i started realizing i was like well dang man why is all of this you know 
everybody keep coming back saying no. And so later I found more videos um, and that were, you know, basically talking about how you go about, um, you know, doing the research for these libraries. And you, you start looking at the credits because you, you want to see if they're on shows or they're, they have credits on shows that you watch. Yeah. So for me, I know at the time I was doing a whole lot of, you know, hip hop and trap. So, you know, stuff that would be on Atlanta Housewives, you know, hip uh, love and hip hop Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of, all of the urban shows and things like that, you know, um, I was making stuff for that, but I'm going to shows, uh, I'm going to libraries that are creating music for, you know, shows uh, that are on CBS, you know, um, or Fox that really don't use a lot of, you know, urban music at all. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking back at the libraries again and I'm like, okay. One of the biggest problems I see producers have when trying to get in the sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started. So I created a super simple, easy, free six step guide to help you get started so you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in TV and film. Go ahead, go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps, clintproductions.com slash six steps download your free six-step guide and get started today like right now like let's go like what, what are we waiting for well they only have four or five hundred urban tracks but look at all of these rock tracks or these pop tracks that they have and then you look back at the the, the you know the placements that they get and it's like bam light bulb come on it's like duh like you know so <laughs> you know yeah. that was that that's that was a mistake on my fault you know because I didn't really do my research well enough on these libraries. So yeah. once I learned that, um, then I was able to really target the libraries that really put stuff on the shows that um, that I was watching or, or made music for. Yeah. And once I did that, that's when the opportunities started to open up. You know, I would get, you know, I would reach out, you know, send music and I would start getting contracts left and right for things. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't I didn't sign the first contracts that came to me because I wanted to make sure that it was a contract that fit, you know, the terms fit what I was looking for, you know. So, um, I, you know, I turned out one of the biggest, the biggest opportunities that I could have had um, because I felt like it just wasn't the right opportunity. And I, you know, waited for the right one to open up for me. So, yeah. um, but you know, it's all because of that program, man, Road to 10 Placements, you know. That's dope, man. You made, you made a really good point, dude, just about doing the research because I feel like, um, and that, it, and honestly, it, you know, it kind of had me reflecting on how to how to better present the the music licensing directory that I have in, included in the in the Road to Ten Placements bundle because what I don't want producers to do, and I, and I know that some producers do this because you know they just want to get to the placement as quick as possible. Um, is you know some some of them will just take all the emails and just shoot a blast like you know just with the single email and you know doing that it doesn't it doesn't help you know because um like you said you have to take time to to do the research and um research the libraries one like one by one and it takes some time but it's worth it when you find the libraries that you know will be a good match for what you do um otherwise you know you're just 
you're just shooting emails out to companies who it's just not a good match and it and it won't work you know what i mean and then you know you're left with the feeling of oh like oh this this doesn't work it's like no it works but you know you have to be sure you're targeting just like in anything in marketing or whatever um you know if you're trying to sell beats like to an artist and you make r&b beats like you're not going to go to a place where all country artists or all EDM artists hang out, right? Like you're going to try and find find out where R&B artists are, where they at online or, you know, um, and, and kind of target them specifically. So it's the same way with music licensing and finding libraries. You know, you want to target the ones that fit uh, with with what you do. Um, so that that's super good, man. For the new people coming in, I got my guy, Walt. Uh, he's a producer. He took the, the Road to Ten Placements course, and he's just talking about, you know, his licensing journey. Uh, we're not doing the live song reviews tonight because we just, we, you know, we set time aside to, to kind of catch up, man, and just and talk about this live with you guys so you can pull some gems from his journey um, and things like that. So shout out to everybody that's watching. Um, a lot of dope information being shared, so definitely make sure you're taking notes. Um, so yeah, man, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but okay. So, so, so you, you, you figured out the formula to, to research in libraries and finding the ones that, you know, that fit, you start seeing licensing agreements come, come in, you turn some down. Um, what, what kind of terms like were you looking for specifically in, in regards to the, the contracts they were sending you? Yeah. So, you know, getting into it, man, um, I didn't really know a whole lot about like what, you know what was really the norm that people would see i didn't know anything about you know non-exclusive or exclusive deals um anything about like the, the sync fees or upfront money and and everything i knew about the back-end royalties um so for me you know i wanted something i didn't want to necessarily give my music away for free you know i wanted something that you know would you know bring some you know, upfront money or some sync money or a combination of both along with the back end royalties. Mm. And so I knew that from talking to uh, different people, and I think even uh, we had a conversation about it as well. Mm. Um, you know, I was asking them, like, hey, you know, are those opportunities still around where where people, you know, get those upfront fees and everything, you know? And, you know, I remember, uh, you know, several people saying, well, there are but it's really starting to go away and it's really becoming just a back-end thing but there are still some libraries out here that do that but they you know you got to really do your research again to really fund those yeah so i was like all right cool so you know i mean i do research and development you know in my day job so i'm like okay well let's, let's dig deeper and start really looking into this more you know i started googling information on the uh the different contracts you know understanding what a, an exclusive deal was what a non-exclusive deal was um looking at the pros and the cons of all both of those you know and um you know started hearing that well a lot of libraries are starting to go with exclusive deals so i'm like okay well if i'm gonna go exclusive you know can you at least guarantee me that hey you know if, if there's no upfront money, is there some sync involved? You know, if something, you know, say, for example, you uh, create a, you know, a queue for some, you know, big time company, um, say uh, a bank or something or a college, you know, is there some kind of upfront, you know, sync money that you can get? And if so, if that's in those contracts, you know, definitely I'm looking for. So. I ended up getting the opportunity um, to join this library that actually had those terms, you know, where you were, you know, projects would um, either have upfront money or um, it has sync fees. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based on like a percentage or sometimes it may actually be a dollar amount. You may see, I think I saw one brief that was like five or $6,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then you also get your back end, you know, writers and everything like that. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, this, you know, this looks pretty doggone good here. So, um, so I went to their, their website and, um, I just started, um, I just started doing research, you know, on, you know, their clients and, and what type of placements they were getting and everything like this. And uh, their stuff was relevant and they were actually getting stuff that really fit what I was uh, creating, you know, and um, I was like, okay, so I was like, well, you know, let's, let's do this and see what happens. So, you know, I signed an exclusive deal with them that, you know, uh, gave opportunities for upfront money on projects. Um, also, you know, um, sync fees on projects and your back end too. Wow. So um, it was like it was a win-win opportunity. But you know, also knowing that there were other libraries that you know didn't do that, yeah. um, that was like my first step into it. And then you know, as I started you know working with them and getting placements with them, um, you know, and building my confidence there, you know, I started looking for other libraries or networking with other producers that are in the industry, you know, and and just talking to them and asking them like, hey, you know do you know of any other good libraries out here that offer like, you know, upfront money or sync fees or, you know, believe it or not, Clint, there's actually libraries out here that will split the uh, publishing with you. You know, most libraries, they take 100% of the public. So, you know, when I heard that, yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, what? So I'm like, is this really like real? And no lie, you know, I reached out to those libraries, hey, got contracts, signed the contracts on, man. So, you know, wow. now I got where I get, you know, part of the publishing and all of the writer's share, you know, and you get think, you know, sync money too. So it really, yeah. it really comes down to you. Like really a lot of it is going to be by networking with people, man, because there's so many libraries out here. And like, um, I've heard you and others say, you know, um, there's new libraries that pop up every day and then libraries leave every day. So, you really got to talk to people that have been in the game for a while that are, that are willing to share knowledge with you, man. And, um, and just tell you how it really is. And then it's up to you to, you know, do your due diligence Mm -hmm. and see if these are going to be the right opportunities for you. And, and that, you know, that's pretty much what I did, man. It's like, you know, just really taking my time, not trying to rush it, man, because if you try to rush it, then all it's going to do, man, is, you you may crash you know so it's it's better to take your time you know build up your chops you know start learning the business you know then start really starting to network with people and me being an introvert i know it may not seem like it but (laughs) i'm an introvert so yeah it's it's hard for me to really go out and you know network with people in the industry to to really learn things you know but um i'm thankful for all of those that have really you know, open their arms and, and, you know, been able to be mentors, you know, yourself and, you know, uh, Nelson, man, and, and Greg and, you know, yeah, so many guys. others, man, that, have, uh, you know, open up, you know, their arms, man, even Marlon Gibbons, man, shout out to Marlon, man. Uh, Marlon, like, helped me so much, man, um, over the, the last, you know, couple of years as well. So, dope. you know, I'm, I'm just thankful for, for all of you guys and all of the knowledge and everything that you, you know, given you know, to me, man, that has really helped me to, to get to the place that I am now, man. And, you know, whenever I can, you know, I try to give that back to others as well, man, to help them, 
you know, yep. to get to their dreams of being able to get in the sink and do this stuff. Because, man, it's honestly, to everybody that's watching, it is it's not as hard as it seems. Mm-hmm. It's, you just have to put in the work, man. If you put in the work and you be dedicated to it, don't rush it. You know, yep. just take your time with it, man. I'm telling you, you can do it. You know, if yeah. I'm doing it, you can do it. You know? Yeah, man, you gotta gotta enjoy the process. Um, but yeah, man, I I feel you, bro. Like I'll I'll pay for knowledge and information any day, bro. Like because every like every time I did, like I've seen a return on that investment, like way well beyond what what I paid for the information, and this especially information that can teach you how to do something that can continue to generate money forever honestly you know what i mean like there is an infinite return so um that's that's super dope what was your what was your first placement um like your first man. ever ever placement yeah man uh i think it was um on mlb network man um i i did a song uh with with uh with uh, my homeboy man uh chris harris um uh, okay. dj skrilla and okay. uh we uh we did this song and uh i think it was called can't do it like me and it was like the the track or the beat i promise you i made that beat like five years ago man probably longer <laughs> than that yeah <laughs> and uh and so i submitted it because they you know the the library was looking for like hip-hop stuff and um i submitted it and he was like yo this joint like i need this this i need this and you know he got on it and we created a song out of it and uh it got placed on the album wow. and you know we we would talk back and forth like for months like this was back in like june of june of 2020 right okay and the album was placed on the site in november of 2020 mm-hmm. and we would we were just conversating back and forth we hadn't talked for probably about a month or so um no, we might have talked, you know, uh, you know, before then. But um, I remember him saying, he was like, yo, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And I was like, all right. I said, yeah, man, I'm being patient. But, you know, at the same time, man, when you, you're waiting for the opportunity for something, man, like you get anxious yeah. and, you know, you're anticipating like, yo, oh, when is it, you know, when is it going to happen? Right. And uh, so one was one night, well, it was one morning. I think it was a Friday morning. Um january i don't know if it was a friday morning or not, but i remember it was january 17th of 2021 um i get a text message right mm-hmm. and uh, no it wasn't a text message i get an instagram uh message you know dm yeah and i'm like i click on it and he was like yo there it is i'm like get out of here so i hear the song playing on the uh you know on the tv and i'm looking and they're showing the baseball highlights from a you know from a game and i'm like yo this is crazy so like i'm just jumping up man it's like six seven o'clock in the morning so (laughs) you know everybody's like still in bed or they're getting up for school and work and i'm like yo like i just got my first placement like i'm just like on cloud nine man it's it's a feeling man you you can think about this stuff for so long and dream about it and then when it happens like yo it's oh my gosh man i was just like yo i can't i can't believe it man like it's it's really happening yeah. and man, like from that moment it just like fueled me and i'm like yo all right yep. i don't want to never have this feeling stop like i'm going hard every time i get a chance to i'm going to the studio i'm yep. going to keep writing you know i'm gonna keep submitting 
And man, I'm gonna keep doing everything I can to make sure that I'm getting these placements here, man. And uh, from that one, that one turned into, you know, several more, you know, and you know, now this year, you know, almost 200 placements in 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 the first seven months of the year, Dang. you know, Killing and, it, and bro. hey, all God, bro, I'm just like. I, wow. I I can't take credit for any of it. I had to give God all the glory because He gave me the Absolutely. the talents and gift to do it, you know. Yeah. So every time I see it, I'm like, I give Him the glory for it. I'm like, Yo, you you made it happen, God. Like, so I just keep trying to go even harder and even harder, you know. So I put out new stuff, you know. Wait for it to uh to start getting placements, you know. My TuneSat account is loading up. Now it's time to you know start creating new uh, accounts with new yep. emails. Cause I'm not- <laughs> yep. Look, I'm not going to pay no $180 for them to, hey, to crack everything. <laughs> I'm not paying either, man. I got about five, six accounts with TuneSet because it's so expensive just to track something, yeah. man. It's, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I, yeah, I feel so like that's what everybody who has TuneSet does. Like, they have multiple yeah, email that, accounts. Man. You got to do that unless you just really got the bag like that and, uh, you know, you want to do it, but I, I I'm not going to do it, man. So um, I was like, okay, this is, you know, it's time to really start uh, create new accounts, just trying to keep up with the email addresses and everything. But um, yeah, you know, start seeing it, you know, keep rolling in, rolling in. So, um, as the year progressed, man, um, I just start seeing more and more placements come in. You know, um, a lot of sports stuff, um, like heavy sports, man. I mean. I've had stuff on ESPN, uh, NFL Network, MLB Network, uh, mm-hmm. Golf Channel, NBC, Fox uh, Sports. Um, uh, man, what what else? I, man, I, pretty much every sports network out there. Um, I've been on you HGTV. Got, you probably got in on the uh, the March Madness fund. I know a lot of placements roll in around that time too. I, I didn't get them. I don't think I got on March Madness this year. Unless it. unless it's something that didn't track because you know Tunset doesn't catch everything. Yeah. Um but um I don't recall that, but I did get in the uh was it the WNBA playoffs or something like that? Um okay. like a couple of weeks back or something. I can't remember when it was or it was something with WNBA yeah. um that came through, you know, a couple of weeks back. And uh, it's it's crazy because, you know, like you know, like I said, man, I, you know, I'm firm believing God. And, you know, I was like, hey, God, it would be nice if I get a placement in the NBA playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, here's the WNBA. I was like, well, oh, it ain't the NBA, but I'll take it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, I was like, hey, I'll take it, you know. So, um, you know, that was a good one, too, man. And uh, really just seeing, you know, other ones come in, man, for uh, different, you know, like series, um, like uh, Ole Miss. Um, they have like a series that comes on, uh, I forgot what network it is now, but, um, I had music on that, you know, several times, man. And, and a lot of reruns getting reruns and things like that. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's been great, man. Cause those reruns, you know, my understanding is that, you know, you get paid for those every time that they, every they time. re-air. Well, so, you know, I'm yep. like, okay. So, you know, it's been nice. So, um, yeah. yeah. The thing, thing I love about the sports placements too, man, is like once they once they pull your stuff in and get it in rotation, they keep using it over and over and over, man. Like multiple highlight reels and show, like yeah, like they'll use that joint across the whole network for like all season. So 
Um, I know I had a I had a bunch on NFL Network uh, last year, man. It was just like it was like every week, dude. Like, and they mm-hmm. the same track over and over again. So yeah. it adds up, man. And um, you know, once I think the hardest part is getting to that first one, man. Once you get to that first one, now you got the confidence because you're just like, yo, like mm-hmm. I know I can do it now because I did it. So now I'm gonna just go back, do the same thing I did before. And just it's rinse and repeat, man. Like once you learn what works, it's over from there, man. And and honestly, the royalties, like they don't really slow down, like until unless you do, right? Like if you stop making music and stop submitting, you know, then they may start to dwindle down. But now it's just continue to stack um, on top of each other. Uh, so that's exciting, man. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, so man. I seen absolutely. somebody. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, Ola, Ola asked if you if you make any beats for cinema. Um, have you have you done anything for for movies or anything yet? If you're a producer and you've been pitching your music for TV and film and the music libraries and supervisors just keep telling you no, but you know your production is fire, it's probably because your structure is off. The structure is everything and it gives the editors everything they need to be able to place your music and give them the flexibility to place it where they want to place it and how they want to place it. So I've created the How to Structure Instrumentals for TV and Film video course where you're going to learn how to structure music for higher TV placement potential, how to produce music with effective stand slash button endings and how to produce engaging music that builds and keeps the listener interested. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just use a structure that already works. I'll show you how to do it. Go to clintproductions.com slash shop. Again, that's clintproductions.com slash shop to get the how to structure instrumentals for TV and film and use the discount code podcast 20 so you can take 20% off that joint. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash shop. Grab that course and let it help you today. Uh, so I've created stuff, uh, that, you know, specifically for movies. Um, one I actually created, it actually, that's the one that ended up in a video game, um, for, uh, it's on the Oculus VR system. So it's with, uh, it's the name of the game is Swarm, Swarm VR. Um, so that, that song was actually created for an action scene for, for action movie. Wow. And, uh, when when we were like uh like conversating about the the direction to go with that track you know i was like well hey i'm envisioning this for like a, a action scene and like a you know like a new dark knight movie or or something in like um transformers or or you know just something with like high action um and and that's the way that you know we geared it mm-hmm. and look i didn't know that song was gonna get into a video game I got a uh, text message one night. Um, it was about 11, about right before 12 a.m. Mm. And uh, it was like, hey, go to this section of this YouTube video. And I go there. So it's like, a, you know, it's a video game playing. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, I hear the intro to this song. And I'm like, all right, so what does this mean? Like, is it... Um, is it just in the YouTube? Because, you know, people use music in their YouTube background. So I'm like, okay, so what it got placed in, you know, a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person that sent it to me was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. Uh, you know, we'll chop it up tomorrow. I was like, all right. So I hit them. I get up early, bro. I'm like up like 6 o'clock. And I couldn't yeah. really sleep. So I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, is this 
is this in the, the actual game or is this on YouTube, you know? And so I was like, yo, so was that in the game or was it, was, was it just on YouTube? It was like, no, it's actually in the video game. Wow. Man, look, I didn't even want to go to work that day. I was just, <laughs> I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I'm just, what? This was back in April. So I'm like, I'm only four months into actually getting placements and I already have a video game placement, man. Like, yo, that's huge, that, bro. Crazy. And I'm like, I'm back like, again. I'm like, thank God. You know, it's just like, yeah. I, man, it was crazy, you know? And I, no, I mean, I always, you know, I always <laughs> manifest stuff. You know, I'll say it and manifest it. Yeah. But to see it happen that soon, man, I was just like, Wow, and then ever since then, man, I've been I've been like, yo, all right, let's go, let's let's more, 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 more. You know, it's just this that that Kobe mentality, man, that Mama mentality, man. It's yeah. like, yo, more, 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 let's go. Yeah, let's and go. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just waiting for that next opportunity to come around, man. You know, because yeah. it's gonna come. You know? um, yep. But I think I think the thing, and I want to say this, you know, to to everybody that's that's watching here, um, you can do it, but. You got to make sure you're you're with the right libraries. I'm, I'm I can't I can't stress how important it is to be with the right type of library that can have the network to get those opportunities because all of them do not have it. They right. do not have those, those connections. So it's important to look for those libraries that have those connections. And when you find them, go listen to their playlist of what they make and try to make tracks off of their reference tracks and 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 go after it man because once you get in there you can definitely create something that can get into a video game you know i have a few friends that uh that that are doing sync that have had those opportunities happen and uh you know one recently over the last i think like four months um on uh, Sontre music she actually got a uh a placement in the nba 2k you know wow. video game so, so you it's those opportunities are out there you know you just got to find the right the right libraries you know and yeah. uh once you find them and you get in with them and you know make good relationships with them you know those opportunities will come because they are out there yeah absolutely um lamar franklin says how how many minutes long were most of your cues good question man so I really go off of off of uh, the road to ten placements. If you if you haven't uh, really looked at it yet, definitely get it. Um, it tells you in there, man, a minute and a half to two minutes and a half. You know that's that's all. Most of most of these cues, what what you all have to understand is a lot of these cues, they're only going to play like fifteen to thirty seconds of it. You know, most of the the cues I have. You know, I've never, well, I've had a few where they played the full song. It just depends on the network and, and what they're actually, you know, playing, um, you know, what kind of video is out there. But most of the times, man, you you write a, a minute and a half cue or two minute cue. And, and a lot of it's going to be based on your BPM. So the higher your BPM is, the, the shorter the track is going to be, you know. So I try to always keep a high BPM anywhere from like 130 to 150, you know, maybe 160, depending on what I'm trying to do. And a lot of the times I can pretty much tell you based on that BPM, how long that track is going to be. So most of them, I try to make it between two minutes to two and a half, you know, tops, you know, and that's with the sting on the end of it, yeah. you know? So 
it, it's it's short. It's you know, it's just think about it like this. You're you're taking a regular beat that you would make that's probably like three minutes, three and a half minutes, four minutes, and you're just chopping it down. You know, you you're you're shortening the uh you're shortening the verse, you're shortening the course of it. And that's it man like two and a half to to two and a half minutes yeah that's uh yeah man that's that's the sauce like i i feel like honestly the the tv side of things like it makes it a little bit easier because i know you know producing records for for artists and things like that especially when bridges were more of a thing like a lot of producers would get stuck on the bridge like man like i gotta come up with you know some alternative progression or, or melody or something to kind of switch things up but um you know i don't man i haven't did a bridge in a while for a tv unless it was something i already produced and i sent it to a writer you know recently but you know now it's just man like no no longer than, than two minutes man it gets the job done unless they request something otherwise or longer um mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where where i live like around that minute and a half two minute mark um yes, man yeah, that's that's dope stuff. Uh, yeah, let me see. You, you want to get into it. You want to get into it quick, man. Like, you you don't want you don't want to have like an eight bar intro, man, and then you know like a, a sixteen bar verse or whatever. You know, these libraries want to get into it quick because you you got to think about it like this. You know, they're they're getting a lot of submissions all of the time, and they want to be able to get to the main ingredients quickly. And if you got a, a super long intro to get to the main point of it, man, they may just shove that thing off to the side and go on to the next one. Yep. So if you can get into it as fast as possible and, and get them what they're looking for, it is, it, you know, you stand a good chance. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Cause yeah, they, they don't have time, man. They, they, they're not going to sit and listen to your, <laughs> to your whole song develop. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen even on doing the live reviews, man, like, a lot of people they submit stuff. It's like five minutes long. It's like, yo, you don't even need it. You know, Ooh. you could you could have saved the extra forty five minutes creating that. You know, those extra three minutes, man, making two other cues. You know, so hey, man, just keep it short and and to the point. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, man. I know. See, Von asked, how many libraries would you suggest being a part of? I know this is That's different for everybody. Yeah, it's different for everybody. Um, you know, what I was told is to have, you know, two to three, man. Like, you know, good libraries, good libraries, you know. Um, and, and that way you don't really stretch yourself too thin. You could probably go up to five if you can manage to do that. But it, it just depends on on your the time you have to put in. Me. You know, I, I work in corporate America, so I, I don't have a whole lot of time to really put into this stuff um, on the regular. Now, if, if I was just doing music full time, um, yeah, I probably work with five, ten libraries, you know. But for me, you know, having two to three good ones, um, you know, is is more than enough, you know, especially yeah. if they're getting placements, you know, on the regular, you know. Right. And, you know what I've noticed is with one of my one of my libraries is that um, they work with other libraries as well and supply music to them. So okay. that really gives us a lot of you know variety and options. You know to to really work with other libraries. So while I may only work with three libraries, I actually work with maybe about seven or eight different libraries. You know 
if, if more than that, because, you know, I have the option to go and jump on these different projects that they have um, if it's something that, you know, I'm interested in. So it, it really opens the door to those uh, opportunities with other ones as well. So um, I would say starting out, you know, uh, one to two to really just once you while you're just really starting to learn, you know, stick to one or two. And after you really start building up your chops and, you know, you're getting those placements on your belt, you you have a, uh, a routine of how you do things. You know, you have your templates set up, um, you know, of how you can get in quickly and work. Then as you build up and you get your confidence built up in, you know, in doing it, then you can start looking to branch out. But you don't want to stretch yourself too thin and have a library that brings you on and they expect you to make 500 tracks for them a year, right. you know, cause that, that's a lot when you have to deal with other libraries as well too. So, you know, you just want to, it's really about finding that balance, you know, what, what really works for you, what you can handle and and you go from there with it. Yeah. That's dope. So speaking of balance, bro, and I know, I know a lot of producers have this challenge. I know, you know, it was, it was my challenge too, um, you know, when I was working full time. H- how did you manage your time, like with with the job, with the family, you know, kids? When did you work, <laughs> like on on music? Because yeah. a lot of people be like, "Yo, like when when am I supposed to produce?" You know what I'm saying? And like, I know I know my routine was, you know, usually from like nine or ten p.m. to two in the morning. But what what was yours, man? How did you get it done? Well, well, yeah, good question. So, so for me, man, uh, you know, we both, you know, we both work in, uh, in technology. So, um, for me, I, in cybersecurity, it gave me, it wasn't always real crazy. So I would have days where, you know, it would be slow and then I could just get off, you know, and just go straight to the studio and, and really work. But the thing about it for me is like my mind, man, like most of the day, you know, pretty much most of my mind is consumed with music. So I wake up in the morning with music on my mind. Throughout the day, music is on my mind. I'm creating music all of the time in my head. Mm-hmm. So you know how, like, Jay-Z, they say he has, like, what, 100 raps already in his head that he's memorized? Mm-hmm. That's how it is with me with music. So, like, my fan is on right now, and if I catch something from that fan that really triggers, you know, a, you know some kind of rhythm or whatever, I'll start creating a, a, a whole you know, well, the basis of a, a composition off of that. Wow. I'll go to my voice recorder on my phone, save it, and then come in the studio later and start laying it down, you know? Yeah. And so that's just how it is for me. It's just like day and night, day and night, you know, music is on my mind. I sleep with it on my mind, wake up with it on my mind. I mean, that's just, that's just me. You know, it's like, that's who I was created to be. So, you know, being 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 in corporate man um and just being in the field that i am and having a lot of you know opportunities to you know not be you know overworked or whatever and i can get off and and being able to work from home yeah that's that's big because you know i used to be in a car three hours a day man like back and forth to work and so by the time i would get home like i would leave home like six in the morning I wouldn't get back home to like seven, you know, at night, depending on the traffic, because the traffic is so bad. Yeah. So I get home, I'm like, yo, I don't want to do nothing, man. Like, you know, weekend conference, I don't want to do nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, 
the you know the remote work came in and then it was like okay i don't have to go you know to get on this highway i can log in early i can log off early mm-hmm. on my lunch break i can go into my studio and start writing That's you know I, I can create a whole song you know depending on how i'm feeling five ten minutes i have the the whole thing laid out and and it's good to go and then i'll just save it and then i'll come back later and do the mixing and the mastering of it and yeah. then send it off you know so you know it's just you know i was able to find i just found something that worked for me you know like just when i have those days so sometimes i work on mondays you know i work on wednesdays and then fridays i work and then on the weekends like if i'm not going to church on sunday Mm -hmm. you know i'll work that saturday night so i'll work maybe you know from six to like 12 and knock out a whole lot of stuff you know and then just take sunday and you know relax you know so um yeah, that's pretty much it, man. It's just, you know, trying to find find what works, you know, because um, you want to have family time there, too, and everything, right. too, because that's, that's very important. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Yeah, I know when I was, uh, when I worked in IT, I was, I was a field tech, so I kind of had that, that flexibility, too, mm-hmm. where if I finished my day, all my calls, I can go home. I, it was days I'd be home by noon, some days earlier than that. Some days I didn't have anything, yeah. and I have to go out, so, like, I would use that time to like to just grind. Like I got a whole a whole day to myself, still getting paid on, on both sides, the music <laughs> and work. Um, so you know, you just yeah. you got you find a way to to get it in and work it out. Um, or if if you're at an office like all day, um, you know, sometimes man, you gotta you gotta take inventory of what you're doing with your time too, because a lot mm-hmm. of people they'll go, they'll work eight hours or more, come back home. And then binge on on a TV show for two three hours. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, can you sacrifice that TV show to to get where you want to go? You know what I mean? To have more of your time back. So sometimes you may have to give up some things uh, to you know to get to where you want to go. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's super dope. Um, let me see. Uh, C. Vaughn says, uh, just retired from corporate after 33 years of doing both. How do you two feel about buyouts? Um, I know me personally, it, it always depends on the situation. Um, you know, I've done, I've done a few buyouts, um, especially like, you know, some tracks, like if it's like a little 60 second minute and a half track, right. And it's a, it's a decent situation or it's like, you know, most of them were, they weren't anything extravagant. Um, it would be, you know, I don't know, for some online YouTube series or something like that. Um, you know, I'll do them, especially like I can make more music, right? Um, if it's something, if it's something that I know, like on the back end, like this can generate a lot more money in the future, then, you know, I may, I may, think about it you know what i mean but just depends on the on the, the situation i take it on a case-by-case basis um you know just depending on what's going on depending on how much work i gotta put into it and and what it's being used for um but what do you think man yeah you know like jerry mcguire says show me the money man um mm-hmm. if, if the money is right and if, if it makes sense you know then you know yeah i'll definitely uh you know consider it um i mean i don't think nothing's off the table if it's if it's a fair deal for everyone across the board and i think that's really the thing man to look at this stuff um yeah. every every contract that i had you know when i first started out 
I got an attorney to look over it to make sure it made sense for me. And um, right. if it did, and they would tell me straight up and say, hey, no, look for something else, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so really, man, it, it just really makes, you know, if, if, if the terms make sense, you know, the money, if the money is worth it, you know, um, yeah. then definitely, you know, go for it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's that's my uh, response to it there. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Uh, wordplay for uh, wordplay for you to hear said he worked in IT too. I feel like a lot of people in, especially producers, man, like work in IT or like have some type of background in IT. It's yeah. the funniest thing. Hey, ever. man, look, you never know, man. Like we got so many minds in IT, like, you know, especially if you're a software engineer or something, man, somebody come on and build a new uh, a new platform on Android, man, so we can have <laughs> something. Because, <laughs> look, all of the cool people on Mac, they got all of the good apps and all Facts. the good tools. We, we're, we're struggling over here. So uh, if, if you all want to come in and come and help out, man, you know, we really appreciate that. That's what's up, man. Um yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so many of us, man. We we should definitely be able to build something. Um, the silver conductor. What's up, silver conductor? You said how is the copyright handled? Um, from my experience, man, it's it's one of those things where, um, you can you can handle it, and it it's like this super disrespectful gnat like flying around my studio. But, um, you know, some some people feel more comfortable copywriting their music first and then sending it off um in my experience i'm i'm creating music and i'm sending it off at, at usually at such a fast rate it's just like it's no time to sit and like individually mm -hmm. copyright every instrumental cue right um yeah. so don't really worry about it too much and i haven't had any issues um again it's it's a case by case situation you know like if i'm doing some stuff for you know some major artists and i know i'm going to be submitting some music to major artists and i know it's going to go through a lot of different hands um then i'm you know i'm i'm probably going to take take a course of action and, and copyright it before i start sending it off because i feel like that's it, that's a situation where it's more likely to to happen um but yeah, that's that's my take on it. If if you don't feel comfortable, you know, you can always save up some cues and, and copyright a collection of works if you want to save some money or just, you know, dish out the I don't know, what is it, like fifty bucks or something to, to register the copyright. Um yeah. but yeah, but that that's my take, man. What do you what do you what's your your perspective yeah. on that? Pretty much the same for me. Um you know, when when you when you're talking about it, I know somebody's talking about the T V the T V cues. Um when, when you're you're cranking out you know albums of 10 or 12 songs you know and and you have these deadlines that the library needs you you know turn around in a week um you got to understand that you have to pay they they changed the rules for copyright because i uh i had some songs that i copyrighted uh, about a year or two ago um and it used to be where you could like pile a whole bunch of songs on one copyright and pay one fee Mm -hmm. But now they change the rules and you have to pay for each song. So if you do 10 songs, that's $50 per each song on that, you know, copyright. So yeah. that stuff adds up. So you start sending in, you know, 50 cues, 100 cues, man, that's a lot of money. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, is it really worth it for right. us? You know, where where does it make sense? So like Clint said, and the same thing for me, where, where I'm going to do my copyright is when I'm working on songs with artists. Because what if you're 
what if you're working, you have a team and you're creating music to send off for artists, you know, you, you may create, you know, an album of music for Chris Brown or, you know, an album of music for her or, you know, somebody. And that's when you want to copyright this stuff, you know, to, to protect yourself, you know, because yeah. you never know what can happen, man. You know, yeah. that stuff can get back at any moment. So yeah, um, yeah. you really got to figure out what makes sense for you. Um, for me, with these cues, once you make it, it's already copyrighted anyway. But exactly. um, you, know, you just got to, you know, figure out what works for you, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of the same way with Clint, man, you know, it's, you know, this cute stuff, I mean, we're creating, you know, hundreds a year, you know, and it's just, yeah, I mean, who's going to pay $10,000 for you know, that? And it, so, yeah, and it may not even get placed, like, I have some cues, exactly. like, they're just now getting, getting placed that I did five years ago, you know what I mean? So it's like, and then some of them, you know, they get placed on, like, you know, a network like the um, Oprah Winfrey Network. Shout out to Oprah. I love Oprah, but they pay super, super low, like on the royalties. But it doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a few bucks. You know, I made a few bucks in royalties from a, a, a own network placement, and I'm gonna pay fifty dollars for you know. Yeah, because I think a supervisor may rip me from my instrumental cue. You know, you just gotta, it's it's gotta make sense. You know, so if it doesn't make sense, um, you know, don't do it. And like, and like you said, like the moment you create, like copyright law, like the moment you create a piece of music, it's it's yours. You own it. You own the copyright in that moment. Registering the copyright is what is is what's going on when you submit it to copyright.gov and that just gives you you know further solid proof and evidence if you were in a court battle or whatever trying to prove that you own it um, but these days you, you know you got sessions that's time stamped you got you know the the pro registration once you know you submit it to a library with your name attached to it and all that stuff so you know there's a lot of different different things um you know that can if if you had to like prove that you you created this um but you know i know everybody's you know comfort level is 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 different but um yeah on the sync side man uh, you know I, I haven't really ran into any issues um let me see what other questions we got shout out to the people coming in man um let's see dr props what's up doc he said, would it be a good idea to have two separate catalogs, one for artists, leasing slash exclusive, and another for TV and film sync? Oh, yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. Because it's it's one of those things, man. Like, I, if you have, like, I don't want a track that I lease to, you know, say 15 different artists floating around, and then I send it to a licensing company, it gets placed. And then those 15 artists watching watching the show or the movie, and they're like, yo, like that's the beat to my song. And now you got 15 artists trying to claim a percentage of something because they think they, <laughs> they think you owe them some money. But like, I don't I don't want those headaches, man. And neither do the licensing companies, bro. Like that mm -hmm. that can mess up your reputation. So um I like to keep things clean and I keep, you know, my uh I keep my my licensing stuff over here, and I keep my my beat leasing stuff on the other side, just to you know have that separation and make sure, you know, there's no there's no issues just coming up out of out of the blue. 
Um, to you both, why why do our networks pay the least? I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know if that's if that's the thing, right? Because there's some other networks that they don't, you know, they don't pay a lot. I don't know. I don't know what's a factor in that. You know, I don't know if it's because the network. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, that's a good question. Um, but I, I mean, I don't think it has to do with race or anything like that. I just think it has to do with, I don't know. However, these networks are set up because you can get something on. For example, you can get something on Fox, um, Fox Primetime is going to pay you way more um, than a cable network, right? Like an MTV or VH1. Um, some shows on the same on the same network I've seen paid differently as well. Um, so I don't know, man. Like there's some super advanced hyper technical <laughs> royalty calculation thing going on that I do not understand. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I have no answer. Um, so let's see. Somebody said that's how she got rich. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> I think she was rich before the, before that. But, um, let's see. This is good, man. A lot of a lot of good information. Wordplay says he's an Apple guy too. Shout out to Apple. Shout out to Mac people. Like I, I don't want to get go down that rabbit hole, but like I'm I'm an <laughs> Apple guy too. But man, they be driving me nuts sometimes. I got like everything Apple over here, and at the same time, like they just frustrate the life out of me. But it's all good, man. Um, I, I used to be Apple, but I'm not on the cool the cool kids crew anymore. So, <laughs> what made you switch over? <laughs> Uh man, so uh, I had the iPhone seven. Was it seven plus or seven S plus when it came out back okay. in twenty seventeen? And at the time, man, my uh, my car it had an issue connecting to that phone, hmm. and I already paid like nine hundred bucks for this phone, you know. And I'm like, man, yo, I'm I'm gonna have to stick with it for a while, and uh, it just just never worked for me in that car. And uh, so I was with AT&T at the time and, you know, I ended up moving. And when I moved, the service was like horrible. So I ended up trading it in and went to Samsung. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I miss my iPhone, man. I think it's uh, it was a better. I think the UI was better, man, overall um, yeah. than what, you know, Android is. But um, I, I loved it, man. But um you know, I'm I'm Android now. It's it's a lot more uh, user friendly, and you know, I don't have to buy all of the Apple stuff like you guys have to uh, to be able to use everything else. Yeah. So, um, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's super dope, man. Um, so look, man, I I won't hold you, man. I appreciate you coming on and just sharing, um, uh, you know, sharing your journey um and and the success that you've had um i appreciate you making the investment man and, and purchasing the road to 10 placements course i'm glad it helped you um and man it's it's just super dope to see um other bros out there just uh, just killing it man taking action on the information and and carving out you know a lane for themselves in in the music business man um so man congrats again to you 
super proud of everything that you've accomplished so far. Like, I mean, we talking like 200 some <laughs> placements. Uh, yeah. So yeah, dude, definitely excited and, and looking forward to hearing more dope stuff from you. Um, so yeah, appreciate you coming through, bro. Yeah. Hey, thank you, bro. Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you for making that program. Uh, like I'm telling you, anybody that's on the fence, I'm not a salesman at all, but I'm gonna tell you the truth. You know, I'm, I'm very transparent. But anybody that's on the fence about this program, Road to 10 Placements, take it from me, man. I'm one of the most, uh, I'm, I'm very skeptical about everything. So for me to really go with it, you know, and, and to see the results that I've seen from it, man, definitely I recommend it to anyone else. And, and Clint, man, he's a stand-up guy, man. He's, you know, straight shooter, you know. Appreciate and uh, I, I definitely, uh, I, I recommend you guys, if you haven't gotten it yet, definitely get it. And I'm t I forgot to tell you this, Clint. Yeah. Um, some of my other partners, man, that, um, you know, I know that, that are in the industry, some that are on the side that have had placements with major artists, um, they wanted to get into sync. And I, I turned them on to that Road to 10 placements course you created. And they've already gotten uh, uh, contracts with libraries already to start, uh, you know, getting sync placements. So, wow, um, super dope. So, you know, guys, I'm telling you, like, guys, girls, definitely look into it. Um, invest the money. I'm going to tell you something. Clint has this thing on a discount because when I bought it, it was a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So y'all might want to go ahead and jump on that before that price goes up. It, you know? it's, so. it, it's about to go up real soon, too. Uh oh, um, hey, y'all gonna get in. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, get de in, definitely man. get it while while the while the price is low, man. If you guys want that, the link is uh is in the description. Um Clintproductions.com slash link in bio. You click the the get the free six step guide, and then after that you'll have an opportunity to get the course for the special price. And if you're a producer, I definitely recommend getting that how to structure instrumentals for TV course before you check out. It's a box you can check and add it. That and I'm sure Walt can can testify that like learning how to structure the music is gonna definitely optimize your music and increase the chances of it getting used in place um so definitely grab that if you guys haven't already shout out to logic sounds i've seen logic sounds grabbed it as well um and i know there's a few other people in here that that's gotten it i appreciate that guys and i hope it helps man at the end of the day um it's all about helping other people you know with the information that you know like when we were getting started man this stuff wasn't out there you know and i think i think me yeah. and you came across the same the same licensing video that diy music biz put out yeah. <laughs> it's that same video man i tell him all yeah. the time like yo like bro like your videos were like some of the only ones that you can find on only. youtube so uh I, shout, shout out to him man yeah i said look i sent him a uh a screenshot i was watching it um a couple of months ago and i sent him a screenshot of it on uh, instagram he was like oh boy <laughs> it was like yo you really open up the door man like you the did first one man and, yeah, and so it's just the it, it opens up your mind to to the possibilities of what's out there and then it like sometimes and and i know people who you know they'll take a nugget and just run with it like didn't even purchase a course or or a consultation it was just like yo it'll be one nugget that'll spark something and they would be like yo like nah that's all i needed like it's over with and they'll come back it's like bro i got i got placement here 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 like sometimes it that's all it takes just to trigger that you know that that outside of the box thinking man um because there's way way more opportunities out here than um 
you know, than than what people uh than what people think. So exactly. Super, super dope stuff. Well, all right, man. Have a good night, man. I appreciate you. We'll definitely be in touch. Shout out to everybody that came through the stream. Um, Be sure to like, share, subscribe, and smash that like button if you guys enjoyed um, this interview slash podcast slash Q&A. So, yeah, man. I'll catch you guys on the next one. You guys have a good weekend. Stay safe. And we are out. Peace. See you, bro. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.